Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. The Crit Show contains elements of horror, fantasy violence, and adult language. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Guys, life is hard for a big-headed man. Oh, fuck, I feel that. Yeah. I don't understand but I believe you. I have been hunting for a bowler hat for a Dr. John Watson costume for weeks, for weeks and weeks. And I mean, like I can, I can find them like they exist, Yeah. but it's like an honest to God, expensive bowler yes. hat, costume store hats, man. They're too, they're tiny. Do you know the size of your head? Seven and three eighths to seven and a half. What does that translate to inches? Do you know? 24-ish, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm like 23 and a half, 23 and three-fourths. I have no idea what my head circumference inches yeah. is, but I'm terrified to see how it relates now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's an odd measurement that anytime you work at a theater company, they take like all of your measurements. So I always got to hear the size of my giant gourd head screamed across <laughs> the room yeah. to a seamstress. I just know that anytime I tried to buy superhero cowls, like <laughs> almost everyone makes them in a 23 or a 23 and a half inch. And the 23 and a half is always like, it's yeah. a little too snug. It's a, it's a, I can't just wear it for the day. It's going to get way too uncomfortable. Are you going to, once you get this costume finished, assuming you find the hat, are you going to submit to the uh, Halloween costume contest? I, that seems unethical. Yes. I was going to point out, you can't because you work here. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say, yes, so I could tell you, well, that's a terrible idea. Cancel your plans. However, if the costume is good enough that you don't recognize me. Oh, then absolutely. Seems hard to pull off when it's just a bowler hat cane. <laughs> <laughs> We've already gotten some submissions. Uh, I have been storing them in our private Discord that we have for uh, for the Crit Show, like not our our work one. The for cast. the Crit Cast. Yeah. They're so good. They're amazing. Oh, my Lord. I cannot wait to start sharing these. Uh, so, yeah, if you are interested in submitting, uh, make sure to either send those to us at the cast at thecritshowpodcast.com or tag us on social media, uh, and you can hashtag it Crit or Treat. Uh, and I believe those are due in by, I think it's like November the 3rd, but it's uh, it's the Friday right after Halloween because Halloween kind of falls on a, a weird day. We want to make sure we gave Halloween weekend. So if you submit your costume and then if it's related to the show somehow or you get the logo in there or something, we'll put your name in twice 
and we will draw three winners at random. Who's going to get a spooky box? We're going to curse at them. I mean, we're going to curse them. (laughs) Curse at them. Fuck you, box. I definitely, I guarantee I will personally curse at every single box that goes out. (laughs) I'll open it up. I'll yell, yeah, fuck you, box, and then close it up real fast to contain it. (laughs) I wonder if they open it, if they'll hear that. That'd be great. We'll have to be aware of like who's getting the prize (laughs) and who they're opening it in front of. Because that could be quite jarring if they're like, Grandma, I got a package in the mail. (laughs) Open it and they just hear a whisper on the wind. (laughs) Fuck you, box. (laughs) Uh, Well, we'd also like to take a moment to thank the new patrons who joined us in the month of September. Amelia Morgana, Aaron Linderman, James McClenning, Jack W., Dominic and Finn, Brandon, Dave, and Frederick. Uh, so thank you to those who joined us in the month of September, and thank you to everyone who joins us on Patreon every month. You can find all the information about that at patreon.com slash show. I'm pretty sure I have a tape measure in my purse, uh-huh. so I'm going to go find out how big my head is. I'll be right back. Okay. Are we going to come back to this information or? Someday. I, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is next week's intro. To be continued. <laughs> can I use my one of my scientist moves here? For sure. Because, yeah, I mean, it, it feels like we are very, like, we're like, we can't use this EMP grenade. Want to see if I can find any insight into it, or can we? Yeah. Fucking boxcars. Think so carefully about what you ask him. These are <laughs> and genie rules. Much like a gin, <laughs> be very careful how you word your question. What is the most safe and viable way to utilize this EMP grenade? So if you want to use this EMP grenade in a way that it will not be entirely dangerous for the ship um you know it is it is not an enormous space there's a lot of overlapping areas you know megan got the idea that really the only place that you could use it would be inside of the docking bay that being said this is a space station this is an advanced world where space travel is the norm and EMPs can occur naturally in space so the emergency gear for a spacefaring society would probably either be able to survive an EMP or at least boot back up fairly quickly after being exposed to one. So with one of these suits on, someone could use the EMP in the docking bay, get sucked out into space, let the EMP pulse move past them, and then kick the life support system on and hopefully do it all before being pulled into Hydarnes's atmosphere. Jake, you have just been struck with the radical idea that someone could stand in a spacesuit inside of the hangar, set off the EMP, be sucked out into the vacuum of space, and the suit would not take enough damage to not function properly. So you could kick it on after you were in the vacuum of space, and it would hit the bulk of this creature without hitting any of the sensitive systems inside of this station. I love that from the listener's perspective, we just went straight from you explaining this idea into you instantly going, this radical idea, (laughs) which seems a little masturbatory. I saw the gleam in your eyes. (laughs) There's not a single person here. Maybe Kim might not want to be sucked into the vacuum of space, but I feel like the three of you would jump at the opportunity to pull off this maneuver. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I will explain this to the squad. I'll go, okay, who wants to die like a rock star? (laughs) What? Me? What? Isn't that what we're all here for? That's all I've ever wanted. Uh, I'm pretty sure that in order to solve this whole problem of where is safe to activate the EMP, that we could do it from the docking bay. And somebody is just going to have to be brave enough to put on a space suit, powered down, and hit that bad boy, and then get sucked out into the void of space. 
and then pop it on, thus surviving and thus ensuring that the EMP grenade hits most of the monster and not anything important on the ship. That is terrifying. Even if this EMP goes off and everything that's powered down is mostly unaffected, once that force field goes down, everything in the docking bay is getting sucked out, right? Yeah, unless we can find a way to secure stuff. Yeah, that would mean our ship would go down to the EMP as well, and I don't know how long that takes to like reboot, even if we do secure it. Yeah. I'm stuck on how do we secure our entire ass ship. Like, that's tough. Hold on. You've seen Top Gun. They secure whole planes and shit. (laughs) Yeah, against the vacuum of space, though. Like, without it ripping apart, like, us throwing some ratchet straps here and there isn't going to not rip the ship in half. One way to find out. (laughs) I'm looking around at, like, Carrington and Riley, you know, people who have been to space a lot more often. I mean, surely there's a way to secure vehicles inside of the hangar. I mean, even just under the chance that the force field situation you have goes out. I honestly, I have no idea. And she looks at Riley. It's not really something we overly prepare for. No one never proposed setting off an EMP inside of our space station before. No, but there's always a chance that systems go down. Yeah, but uh, next to laugh support, the force field keeping out the void of space is the thing that's most heavily protected. Fair. Okay, so with this idea in mind, is there anything available that we could use to secure our ship or your ships as well? Because those would probably go too. Wild guess on this. Um, any sort of engineering who would be located near that area, probably the first ones to go. That'd be correct. All right, well, let's jump back to the idea of shielding the ship then. Because that that'd be great. I mean, if a bunch of stuff does lose power and we do lose their other ships... Ultimately, we still need to ferry everybody off of this place. So, yeah, having our ship be able to get yanked out and then power up and kind of hover around to start offloading people would be good, Um, especially if it kind of clears a path. The detonation of this EMP clears a path for everybody to get from the bridge to the to the bay. Um, I mean, why do we Okay, why do we need to like I hate to put too fine a point on it, but like where are we going to take them? If everything's chill, like if we take this thing out, we're just taking them down to danger town below where there are monsters running around that we don't even know about yet. I mean, again, if it's that or leave them here and we haven't killed this thing. Yeah. okay, obviously, we'll take our chances. But if this EMP takes this thing out, their best bet is to stay here anyway and wait for help. Right. Well, the EMP can't hit everywhere this thing has been or else it would hit the gravity balls and we'd all be fucked. Like the the radius of this is going to leave its stronghold untouched and that's where we're going to have to deal with it finally. So it might be better to have all of these people not near that off this ship for that last fight that we are going to have to engage in. Okay. Then what happens to this ship? Because we still need this thing to move, right? Because it's still right over where we need to go. Yeah, I mean, I assume if we can take this thing out, then once its claws are out of the gravity well in there, then it'll start shifting again. It'll be back to the way it should. Okay. Yeah, we'll just load all these people right back on board and they can keep doing their job. Maybe even, and I'm like glancing around at them, ask a favor to shut off the storm for a couple of hours. Or move like 40 feet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't see why not, right? And she looks at Riley. He nods. Okay, so... Make our way back to the docking bay, test out some stuff on the way, see what the best course of action is to hurt this thing, set off the grenade, 
get the ship back, get people to the docking bay to be able to evacuate if they need to. And then we come try to take this thing out at the gravity well, right? That's the plan. So going back to our ship in the docking bay, that means tromping all the way back through the danger zone. I think that's part of it because we have to make sure that we can hurt this thing the way that we hope. And if we can, if we can shut down most of it with the EMP and then go in and use what we learn about hurting it in the uh, in the gravity well, then yeah, tromping through seems to be our best way to draw its attention away from the well. If we wanted, we could also still like open up the door to a way we don't intend to go and shoot it and experiment, like learn what may or may not hurt it. And then that'll also start to draw its focus there so we could have a more hope that the path we do intend to take will be clear because it will be vacating that path to come check on where it got shot at. Sounds good to me. All right, so what's our most direct path back to the docking bay? What would be our shortest route? Well, the quickest way would be to go through the door at the end of this hallway and then down the ladder, and then you're almost there. And so the way we took to get here was the long way? Uh, Yeah, one of the longer ways. Well, then maybe we should, like a couple of us, maybe me and Tash should go back down one of the longer ways and start doing the blast in there so that the short way will be clear and safer. Yes, if you went down the way that you came, I think might be the best place if you're going to do some experimenting. There are three doors that we have, uh, and one of them is connected almost directly to the bridge. I'd prefer not to chance it on that one. Okay. Tass, round two of irresponsibly shooting. You know I'm in. All right. Kim, Megan, do you guys want to wait up here, like, by this door? So that just in case, like, we do get caught up, you don't waste the opportunity to move through there while it's safe and get back to the ship? Uh, sure. I don't love the idea of potentially splitting up, especially since we don't have a way to stay in contact with you. Unless I'm looking around at Carrington and Riley. You guys don't have, like, a radio system or walkie-talkies or something we can use, do you? She shrugs and looks at Riley. Yeah, I mean, everything that uh, is in the infected area don't don't quite work so yeah if they're going in there you're not going to have any way to communicate with them unless you brought something i mean also it doesn't make sense for kim and i to split up anyway and take that opportunity if we don't know what you've learned yeah fair we'll just take a few shots see what we see get straight back and hope that it stays concentrated in that area i look over at carrington do you have any spacesuits here available or is that something we're going to need to find and pick up on the way back uh she looks at riley oh yeah uh you'd have to find them uh, they'd be somewhere, most likely, if the, they'd be inside the docking bay. Uh, we do have a area, actually, back towards the bridge uh, where we have the, the spacewalk area. There's a couple suits in there as well. What do you think? Do we want to tromp through the place carrying one of these or wearing one? Or do we want to try to grab one once we get there? I think if there are some in the docking bay and that's where we need to use it, let's not add unnecessary weight until we have to. Okay. Shall we go shoot some shit? We shall. Carrington and Riley lead you back down the hallway, down the ladder, and to that door. He steps close to the door, and uh, she's like, could we have your pass while you do this, just in case you get infected, you don't come back in? What if we don't get infected, but we're trying to outrun this thing, and we need to make it through the door quick? Oh, we'll be right here. We're not going to, like, leave. Are you keeping the door open? No, God, no. Can you hear us if we close this door? We can see. Little porthole. All right. Yeah, I'll hand it over. Does this seem insidious in any way? Why don't you roll get a feeling? Okay. Boxcars again. Vampires are all vampires. <laughs> so I'm going to give you some different questions for get a feeling. There's there's something unique about Carrington when you 
try to get a read on them. On this move, instead of getting a hold two on a full success, you get a hold one, and you get to choose the question. On a mixed success, there's a hold one, and I get to choose the question. And on a fail, it's a hold two, and I get to choose both questions. So here are the questions that you get to choose to ask. Am I being honest with Carrington? What are my intentions towards Carrington? Am I hiding anything important from Carrington? What do you want to do that could improve Carrington's day? What do you hope that Carrington will notice about you? And what do I have that I could give Carrington? Fuck. So you get to choose which one of those you ask yourself and answer honestly, as opposed to me picking one uh, or picking two. And let me be clear, this is a honest desire to fulfill these things for the character, despite what the player knows. Yeah, I guess for starters, I will choose, am I being honest with Carrington? Are you? As far as I know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you you feel good about uh, how you've interacted with her so far and how you've presented the team and just yourself as a person. Cool. Now, how does this resolve like within my character's brain? Like if what triggered this was me wondering if there was anything insidious, is that thought just like overwritten? Yeah. Suddenly, like I never, I don't know that I ever had the the worry. Yeah, it kind of turns into a like, do I have insidious thoughts towards Carrington? As opposed to, do they have insidious thoughts towards me? Well, then I hand over my badge gleefully. Yeah, and she takes it. Thank you. And she pockets it. We ready to do this? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so again, I'm going to ask you to describe to me what you're doing when this door is opened for you. Are you quietly going in? Are you rushing in and firing? Are all four of you going? Just two of you? Uh, I mean, the only thing that we have available to us that we have not put on the list of things for Jake and Tass to test is something like projectiles, physical projectiles, like my mm. bow gun. So I suppose I should probably at least go with, but maybe Kim could be our person on the other side of the door since we were a little nervous about them not letting us back through. Oh, I will make sure that this door opens for you. I'm not nervous. I trust Carrington implicitly. So they open the door and I think I'll lead the way in and just go slow and steady. Um, you know, entrapment style here, sliding under, stepping over to try to get to a little bit more of an open spot if there is one. Tess, why don't you give me a keep your head down for the group? Okay. Eight. So yes, you have been able to find a corner of this room. You see that some of these tendrils, these threads are regrowing, creating new pathways. So you don't feel like this space will be open long, but it is open currently. Okay. Do we want to trip one of these now? Yeah, I'm going to look for a good juicy one to take a shot at. Jake, why don't you roll inflict harm? Okay. Well, there we go. Karma had to come to me sooner or later. That's a two. Oh, can I help out? Would a help out make it so that you get a mixed success? It, if, I, if one of these turned into a six instead of a one. Then absolutely. How so? Uh, I think just shining a light and helping figure out what the best of these tendrils are for him to aim at since this is our first assault on the room. Yeah, roll it. That's a nine. Oh, no. That three is going to get me there. <laughs> I can feel it in my bones. So, Jake, you go to fire off your gamma gun, and as you power it on, it seems like the room senses this energy. It's very fast, faster than you have seen any of this stuff move prior, but a number of these threads slam together and form another of those blob teardrops on the ceiling that drops down onto Jake. 
So Jake, first take a point of stress because uh, trying to inflict harm always causes stress. You're going to take one point of damage, armor defeating, as you feel this start to cling to the exposed skin on your neck and your wrists where the jacket doesn't cover you. Can I see, like, is it clear that this is still, like, attached? Like, that, you know, it came down from the ceiling or whatever? Like, it is it all, is there still, like, a thread, like, attaching to wherever this blob came from to fall onto him? Or did it, like... It disconnected. It did disconnect. Yeah. Okay. Can I try and look at what's happening here or look around the room to see if there's anything that I suddenly think might be a better way to help other than attacking this thing? Yeah, so you've heard this described by then, but you know, you're seeing it for yourself for the first time. Why don't you survey the scene of Jake being covered in this? While she's doing that, I would like to um, use the move take a moment <laughs> and just go off by myself in de-stress, please. <laughs> That's a five, but I'm going to use intuition. All right, you get a hold too. What can help me? So we've discussed a couple times the idea that this is some kind of techno-organic thing, almost like a virus. It reacted very strongly to the presence of Jake's gamma gun. You think that if you could hit Jake with his gamma gun before it infects him, that would probably be the best way to get it off of him. Hit Jake himself? Yes. Okay. Uh, is there something important that I'm missing? So you haven't seen any sensory perception elements on it, but it was very aware of the radiation being put off. It seems to be highly intelligent, and I think this goes back into the idea of it being uh, a techno-organic virus. Some element of it is a learning, thinking thing, and it must be absorbing the knowledge of the people that it absorbs. I mean, we knew it was intelligent. It created a fucking, like, saw trap for us by <laughs> puppeting a corpse. Yeah. This thing is brilliant. Who did it get that from? <laughs> what Who what was the maniac? puppeteer on the crew? Oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that one... was Lieutenant Jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> I think we saw his tricycle in the hangar. <laughs> <laughs> he parked it in the, the ship. <laughs> it's the scooty pup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we gotta, we gotta shock the thing off of him. Uh, hit him with his gamma gun. Oh, shit. I want to bound over to him and try to rip the gun out of his hand. Yeah, roll act under fire. Okay. What is your primary goal here? Is it to wrestle this away and shoot Jake with it or wrestle it away without being connected to this mass yourself? I would like both, please. In a perfect world? <laughs> Absolutely, my uh, child. Uh-huh. I, th I think first things first, it's not going to help if we're both infected, so I got to get it away from him and not get it on me. Okay. Yeah, roll act under fire. Do we think this counts on the latter half of my subordinate move where I can assist him whenever he is kicking ass and I'm nearby? I mean, there's some sort of ass kicking. Yeah, Jake, do you feel like you're kicking ass in this moment? <laughs> I'm prepared to. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I'm in the mindset. Yeah, <laughs> given a couple more minutes, he may start kicking ass. Uh, yeah, I think so. So this gives you, what, a plus three to the move instead of whatever you would normally roll? It is a plus three bonus just on top of the roll. Oh, wow. And this might change my choice, too, because the text for this is you can ignore all reasonable obstacles between you and your attempt to help them. Mm. So could I get it out of my hand to shoot him, like, safely by ignoring the obstacle of this thing getting on me? I don't think 
coming in contact with an alien creature is a reasonable obstacle. <laughs> now, reasonably. <laughs> I, I think reasonable <laughs> obstacles are like ta- chairs. tables and <laughs> long rooms. Like a stanchion, you know, absolutely fair. Okay, so act under fire, 12. Yeah, so you are able to live the best life. You are able to get the gun, fire it off, and not be touched by the goo that is on Jake. Jake, why don't you remind us, uh, what is the damage that your gamma gun does? To harm organic burning. Perfect. Take that. <laughs> Tass, take a stress. Uh, in fact, make it two for shooting your friend. <laughs> I am one point away from dying. The good news is this glob that's on Jake is very small, especially compared to the one that you saw previously. It does shrink away and fall off of him, and all that is left almost look like metallic crystals in a thin chain. Like, all the organic material is gone, but there's all these bits of metal connected by these thin strands laying on the ground. Oh, so they're not moving? Not at the moment. Okay. Shit, Jake, are you okay? No! I'm, like, getting an arm around him to, like, pull him back from that. Did the gun do good? It did so good, bud. I'm going to die. Please get me out of this room into the first aid. Megan, do you think you could get him back? I want to try one last thing. Yeah, I throw my bow gun to Tass and grab Jake. Try both of these and get out as fast as you can. Okay. And then I somehow carry Jake out here. <laughs> puts Jake in a fireman carry. and <laughs> I have tried this in real life before. Didn't go great. <laughs> yeah, I imagine it's one of those like, you under his arm, kind of helping him limp along. Him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Tass, what are you doing as the two of them head towards the door? I think I have to start with the bow gun, and I want to try to shoot that like leftover metallic stuff on the ground. Yeah, at the moment, there's not a rule for this one. There are still a lot of these spider webbing veins in the room but none of them are plumping up yet in a way where you expect masses being moved to this room. Okay. Megan, how much damage does the bowgun do? Uh, that's one harm, and the tags are far, quiet, and area of effect. So I would say maybe a third of these metallic crystals get hit by these arrows and shatter into a fine dust. Okay, then last one. I'm going to shoulder my blast cannon and take a shot at the ones that are left. Yeah, you're doing this in such rapid succession. Um, it's not moving anything here yet. Uh, so that does four harm, is that right? That's correct. Yeah, you fire off at this strand laying on the ground. Uh, and when the blasting is done, there is nothing left but dust. Okay, I think I've got my answer there. And I also have the move, have fun, that's an order. So if I cause more than five harm in one fight, I get to remove one of my stress. Oh, nice. And so I'm just going to slowly backpedal out of this room and back down the hall to them. I love that you get to remove a stress because you cause enough damage to Jake as well. He just had such a good time shooting me that it's been five seasons coming. It outweighed the trauma of shooting me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but the three of you are able to get back to the door. The group sees you approaching the door. And it is opened, and you are brought back inside. Yeah, I'm just rushing over to them as soon as the door is open. Oh my god, are you guys okay, Jake? Are you? You look awful. Thanks. Sorry. I need a med bay. Can, can we go to the ship? Uh, yeah. I look at uh Carrington. Do you have like a first aid kit or something here that we could patch him up with quick before we can get back to our med bay? I I got I got one. 
I hold up my field kit. Oh, that's right. That has right. the first aid kit in it. Yeah, I want to try to do first aid. Yeah, roll first aid. Uh, take plus one tech on the first aid move because the field kit contains an advanced first aid kit. Okay, cool. So this will be a uh, plus three for me. Nine. So you'll heal one harm. <laughs> that's insufficient. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. I'm slightly further from death. I put a little Band-Aid on his arm. <laughs> it's a Hot Wheels brand. Puts a little Band-Aid on like the back of my neck, and it zooms out to show just the burned <laughs> trauma all over my body with one perfect little Cars Band-Aid on it. I put a little Band-Aid, and I give him a lollipop. All better. Just slowly sweeping over his body with a Geiger counter. <laughs> stay stay away from him. <laughs> this thing's really beeping. Everybody stay back. You don't want to see him when he's angry. Yeah, you go to put this Band-Aid on Jake and his eyes open, but new ones. <laughs> it's the health insurance like at the IPT. Is it good? Werewolf serum, baby. Hey. Our health system is all werewolf serum based. It's, very, a, it's very werewolf based. Sort of an under-the-counter health system here. So did you learn anything interesting? Yeah. Yeah, I think if we douse this thing with radiation and then lay into it, we can take it down. That's good news. Right? Yes. Yes. That's huge. Um, I I hand the uh, crossbow back to Megan. Like, it, it doesn't do a lot. I, I mean, it's just pinpoint, you know? It, it's tough when it's sort of a blob, but hitting those little metal pieces with it, yeah, that, that seemed to just do damage. And when the, the outer coating had left all of those pieces... It just seems like we can dust them. And I'm going to give you this for free. You were observing the situation as you were doing this. You were doing it as a test. Because of the globular nature of this thing, you imagine that doing it the other way around, specifically for projectiles, wouldn't be effective. Right. Like, in my head, and I don't know that this is right, but, like, just from what I observed, I'm working on the assumption that those little pieces are, like, in the mix and just moving around the flow, and there's just no way for us to know where those are to pinpoint them until we get rid of that. So, like, I'm kind of feeding that in as I talk. Like, yeah, yeah that's it. So, I I think if we douse it, we can hit it. We can we can do it. We can take down those core pieces that are moving everything. Great. So, how many of those do you have? Uh, the uh, just the one. The the one we got the one. Oh, yeah. So the divide and conquer situation does not seem to be in our favor. Which, that's okay. Riley, could you make anything that does radiation? And Riley looks at her for a moment. Not as we currently stand. It took over the med bay. Anything we have that might give out radiation would be in there. We don't have anything in the rooms that we got left. Um, what would you have used from your med bay? I don't know. There might be a way to like take the x-ray machine, juice it up, make it put out higher levels of radiation. Oof, okay, because we have a med bay, but I also have other things that I'm going to be trying to work on there, the Faraday cage. Do you want to come with us and maybe you could try to do something with what we have in our med bay while I work on the other stuff? He turns and looks at Carrington. She looks at the ground for a moment. How likely do you think you are at succeeding in all of this? Well, who knows? We're here. That does not inspire confidence. All I can say is this is what we do. We try to help people out. We've made it so far with varying levels of success, but she's right. We're here. I read all their mission logs before joining up with them, and for years, everything they undertook was largely a success. Our system has been saved countless times by the actions of these three people. Uh, Kim, we'll influence someone. Um, that is a six. Can we help out with this? 
I don't think you can because you've already given an answer that didn't inspire confidence in her. <laughs> um, but someone else could. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, I mean, I could try. Just yeah, I mean, she's she's right. Like, I mean, I'll be frank. I've died once, and that didn't stop me. So yeah, roll an assist. Okay, nine. Hey, there we go. All right, so that does get you up to a seven. So Carrington looks at you for a moment, Kim, then to Tass, looks at Jake and sees the shape that he's in. I don't particularly love it on the space station. Riley can go with you to help out where your friend is, perhaps lacking in the moment when it comes to battle readiness. But I would like to leave here with you when you go. I mean, I think that's acceptable. I mean, even just to further that into a plan, I think we should go as we're planning now. You all stay here. Stay behind these doors where you know you're safe. We get ahead, and all things considered, if it goes bad for us, most of you are still safe. Sorry, Riley. Don't mean to lump you in, but, you know, to speak plainly about it, it's not the end of all of you. But if we succeed, we can set off this EMP. The worst case, if even we get that set, all you have to do is abandon this station. You all just come past the other areas that will shut down with that EMP, get in the ship, and we get out of here. Best case, we come back here and we kick its ass, and you have your station for whatever you need it for, and have the option to come with us after it's all quiet, too. So when you say come with us, you just mean, like, go to Hydarnies? I should warn you, Hydarnies isn't great. Oh, God, no, I'll just go wherever you're going. Well, first, we're going back down there. Well, I don't want to go to Hydarnies. There's nothing there but war monsters and fire rain. Yeah, well, exactly. There's, unfortunately, some innocent people down there we want to help, too. Yes, that's fine. I okay. can wait. Yeah, all right. So you'll chill back up here, and then we'll come get you when we, like, leave, leave. No, no, I'll just ride along. We're going, like, a ways away. That's fine. Just looking at the rest of the group, like, big eyes. I honestly don't know if that's an option. Not because we wouldn't want it. Just, can we bring someone back through with us? I don't know why not. What do you mean back through? We're talking other dimensions. Oh, what's your dimension like? Don't know how to compare it to here. Food, housing, breathable air? Food, fantastic, breathable air, there is housing. It is not as technologically advanced as here. It's really all focused on just like the one planet. As far as, as we know, space travel is in its infancy. Oh. Which is why we didn't... Why you didn't know about the Striders. Yeah. We, uh, I see, I see, I not, see. Not, uh, not a common name where we're from. I see. Well, that's fine. It's an inhabitable planet, better than Hydarnies. What about your post? Oh, I don't work here. But you're in charge. Well, that's just because they were in a bad situation and they saw fit to put me in charge. They felt most comfortable with me. How did you get here if you don't work here? Oh, I wouldn't worry about that. Oh, I mean, I kind of, I'm kind of worried. I'm worrying about it. Yeah, I th th this is the first moment for the rest of us that this has seemed sus, yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. Are you trying to puzzle her out? Yes. We'll get a feeling. Yeah. The both of us are just. I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Three. <laughs> um... <laughs> that is an eight for me. Well, I think just for fun, I'm going to spend two of my hold, give you both a six, and I'm going to ask you both the same oh question. My God. Oh, that's fun. Okay. What could you do to improve Carrington's day? I tell her that her hair is really pretty, and I think she looks nice today. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it doesn't really get noticed a lot here. 
There's been obviously a lot going on. People don't pay much attention to dress and proper grooming. But... No, it's 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 really long. I used to have really long hair, so I know it's a lot to upkeep. But you've done a really great job. Oh, is the blue natural? Oh, I wish. No, no, no. Is the silver natural? Because like this, it is. This mine takes a lot of effort to get to that. Shape. Are you kidding me? Like yeah. that comes out of a what a bottle or something? It's like a bleach and a toner situation. It's like many many hours, many hundreds of dollars. I. <laughs> am looking around the room at everyone else with the thought of what the hell is going on? You know, Megan and I live together back on the system. Having someone else who's who's helping pay rent could really be beneficial. We're thinking of getting a cat. Do you like cats? <laughs> and I think this has actually been answered. I think I unintentionally answered this one for you both. Uh, what do you hope that Carrington will notice about you? I think she's complimenting you both on your hair as well in return. <laughs> Unless you've got something else you'd like her to notice. I think that uh, she's in charge here, so I feel like she has like a bunch of authority and stuff, so I want, I want her to say I'm, I'm good at fighting even though she hasn't seen me fight, I yeah, guess. <laughs> yeah. And what about you, Kim? Gosh, I want Carrington to take note of the fact that I'm trying to kind of like keep my eye on like multiple balls in terms of being aware of the mission that we're having to do while also like the things we have to do on high darnies and stuff like that. I appreciate that offer. It would be very nice actually probably to have a, a place to crash uh, <laughs> arriving in a new location. I can tell both of you, both of you are very good at what you do. I You had some wonderful ideas, Megan. They were stunning. The idea of these EMPs and finding a way to use it in a way that, you know, it just wouldn't affect the ship and it protects the people. It's it's such a good thing. And, and Kim, being aware of this organization and just knowing that there are issues with multiple planes, uh, the creature, the crew safety, the things down on Hydarnies, that's a it's a very large skill to be able to juggle that many balls. Hey, thanks. And you know what? I, I, I'm a recent arrival to the system that we're going to. So, you know, I can oh. I can help show you around or at least, you know, we could be new together. We could have some uh, what's new in the world or what's new to this world adventures. Yeah, exactly. Task roll, survey the scene. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to use an intuition, please. Okay. Because I don't think my four is going to do it. All right. You get a hold too. I think the most important question is not the one that comes to mind first. I think the first one, I think the closest to what the hell is going on is, is there something important that I'm missing? You notice that whenever anyone is is looking at Carrington and talking to her, there's a softness that comes over their expression, whether or not they're aware of it or not. And it seems like there is some kind of low-level telepathy radiating out from her that just you want to protect her. You want to do what's best for her. You want to help her out. And you feel that that tug now as you are becoming aware of it. Okay, so if there's that bit of awareness about it, what can help me? You get the impression that it's stronger when it is intentional instead of just the kind of low-level general essence of it that's coming off of her. So the effect becomes stronger when people have questioned her in your presence. So you want to try to avoid like conversational conflict with her if you want to stay out of the effect of this. Okay. Oh, geez. I think I'm just shaking my head at this whole situation. And um, yeah, okay. 
cool, cool, cool. Like, yeah, we'll we'll get you out of here. Listen, anybody that wants to get out of here, we'll get you out of here. But like, we sure wouldn't mind destroying the monster. Like, I think that's probably everybody. Everybody wants that. Yes. Sure. Why not? Oh no. A thought occurs to me that I don't think I could stop myself from, and it's the thought of, like, as she says, sure, why not? Like, the idea of, like, is that genuine? Like, is she on this monster's side? (laughs) No! I don't think I can stop it. Like, she says it, and I I think, oh, she really isn't on this monster's side. Is that real? Is she goading us into something? I I appreciate the honesty I, There's yeah. no role here. You can ask one question. <laughs> That's a beautiful moment of character honesty. I appreciate that. Damn it. <laughs> I think what I have to answer here is what do I really want from Carrington? And it's that I want her, I really, really want her to stay legit as far as all of this dealing with the monster is concerned because I don't want to have to shoot her. You have this thought and her eyebrow quirks up and she smiles a little bit and turns towards you and she takes a step over to you and rests a hand on your cheek. I'm only not concerned about the monster because it's not my ship, but I, under no circumstances, want to die here in this place above this planet. No, I think Earth sounds quite the treat. And for a brief moment, Tass, your mind kind of flares up into a panic because you realize none of you ever said Earth. Mm -hmm. But then the calming touch on your cheek washes all that away. And you know that with Carrington by your side, it's all going to be fine. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz, with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Space Podity. An actual play D&D Spelljammer podcast. In Space Podity, four adventurers visit the worlds and vex the GMs of other actual play shows. Keep listening for a sneak peek and please subscribe so you don't miss the first episodes set in the campaign of the long-running Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Acting Captain's Log. We've crashed our flying birdbath mansion. Long story. The party of groundling adventurers on board is kind and heroic, but untrusting, and is staring at me. It consists of a traumatized minotaur. You, you want to see traumatized? A spooky Asimar child. I'm an adult An now. adult Asimar child, whom I suspect to be enthralled by a hidden power. And the most headstrong elf I have ever met. And that includes Rascalgar, the cataclysmically reckless from the former Arajanon Zed. Sounds fun. Also, the mansion's kitchens are out of ale. How am I going to function? Space Podity. Find us wherever your podcasts are.